Deep Knitter contains explicit content. It is also fact-checked-ish. We try our best. Listener discretion is advised. This is Deep Nerder, the podcast where we talk about true crime, nostalgia, murder. These are your hosts, Kelsey. I'm Jill. And I'm Britt. Booyah. Nailed it. (laughs) Nailed in the coffin. Wait, it's the same cat you've looked at for ten and a half years. You've literally only ever lived with me with Black Cat. And I got you when you were three months. You have no recollection. But you can't remember this one cat that you're indoors with all the time because she smells like vanilla. She's got beef with vanilla. You know what it is? Like, um, Grey Cat's just no, no basic bitch. She's just the worst. Or maybe she is a basic bitch and pumpkin spice would have been the better choice. Oh my god, pumpkin spice cat shampoo. Um, my cats used to have like a cotton candy dry shampoo, but it was such a fight to put it on them. I just got rid of it finally. I was like, who am I kidding? I'm keeping this to make myself feel good, but I'm not actually using it. (laughs) Yep. They get like scrubbed down and then like brushed. Yeah, dude. My, actually my black cat is also a little bit of a chunk and he could completely, completely benefit from a bath, but it's not happening. So. Right. It's not fucking worth it. But I I did like, I did see the post of your cat in the bathtub. It was really funny. Did you, I put a video on my Instagram feed, like literally five minutes ago of her just going. "Ah!" And I'm like, yep, sounds about right. No, I didn't see that. I'm going to go look at that later. Um, And then on on another note, I got a case for my Switch. Did I show you that yet? No. Oh, so you're committed to it now. I know I'm keeping it now. Ooh cute right that's pretty cute yeah because i mean it's not the pink i wanted but it's like it's like a nice light pink and it'll it'll do that'll do that'll do i'm I'm not allowed a pink case tara said no oh does she use it too yeah it's like our switch i mean i gave jordan a user on here but nah he's not touching it mine mine tara like tara got hers for free from work with points so i guess like technically it's hers oh got it but, like, it's ours. <laughs> I mean, well, you're a couple, so. All I, I want to do is play Breath of the Wild. Yeah, dude. So, did she just leave it at your house? She's like, I'm fine. I'm not emotionally attached to this piece of technology yet. It's fine. It stayed at her house for a long time because I was going there a lot. But now that she comes here more. It's here. Okay. It makes more sense to have it at our house because I go to her. Like, I only go to her house maybe, like, Thursday nights. And that's, like, RuPaul night. By the time I get there, it's, like, 7. We watch a show from, like, 7 to 8. We watch something else from, like, 8 to 9. And then I want to go to bed. Yep. That's cool. (laughs) Whereas, like, I sit here yesterday and play four and a half hours of Breath of the Wild. I accomplish nothing. You just cook food in the little pots across the land. And I get, like, fucking lost. That's all I do. Is like, oh, I'll follow this these three trees, and I'll line up and I'll walk this way, and then all of a sudden I'm being attacked by by fucking lizards. Attacked, attacked, and the only thing I have is like a stick, and a like bokoblin arm, and I'm like, cool, I'm gonna die for sure. Dude, Teleport me out of here. You gotta accumulate a little bit more weapons, man. Like that's just that's just basics of the game. <laughs> just Sometimes a little I forget. More. Um, I have, okay, so my boss at work was like, hey, I have a serious question. And I was like, yeah, what's up? And he's like, in Zelda, asking for a friend. 
<laughs> asking for a friend, can you ride a horse? <laughs> I was like, yep. <laughs> yeah, dude, and a bear. And he's like, okay, gotta go. <laughs> yep. So then I, I know I'm I like, on my work call mm-hmm. on, Mon- on my work call on Monday, he's like, so my night ended with me standing on a cliff looking down at a bunch of horses, and I'm one orb away of getting down there, and no one else in the whole work call knew what he was saying, and I like I was like, yeah, Zelda's sick. You're like, yeah, dude. Yeah. yeah, and then my problem right now in Zelda is like, I've gotten so attached to this like bit of code that's shaped like a horse that has no emotional connection to me other than when I pet it, he gets happy and his face glows. So now that now I'm fucked and I can't leave this horse anywhere because if I leave this horse anywhere, I'm going to have like a nightmare. It's- I don't know where my horse is. Yes, I'm saying. It's not a, I can't. I like I left him and then I whistle and they're like, your horse can't come right now. And I'm like, where the fuck is my horse? My horse does not listen when I whistle. I'm missing something here. I thought we were friends. Oh, and did you like really- pet it? Did you register it? I don't know what that means, but I pet him all the time. You have to register your horse at the like at the horse farm and then when you like whistle he'll come to you okay sick i gotta do that i did find a really dope like black frisian looking horse that i was like "Ooh, he's cooler than my horse but then every time i try to uh uh uh, uh, break his the the horse term is break which is weird yep i think that's rude so every time i try to teach him to like people by sitting on him and making him do what i want he gets angry and throws me off yep i can't win with that hi honey Come here. Yeah, mine I picked like a dumb horse and it was good and I left it somewhere. Look at this happy baby. Aw, black cat, you she's... look great. You look soft. She smells good. I can tell she feels better too. I should, I should bath my black cat. I should give it a go. Maybe I'll do it later. Um, no. I know no, it's weird. Out. But the when I wash Grey Cat, I literally have to like take her in the shower with me. As long as she's not shredding you, because I feel my cats will shred me. She'll shred everybody... me if I do my hands, but if I am in there, I think she can tell that I am also vulnerable. <laughs> and she just cries. Yeah. But then I'm also like standing there naked holding my cat in the shower, like hoping like a... to God nothing bad happens. Like a true weird cat lady. <laughs> yeah, that's the power stance we need. <laughs> no one needs to tell you how to live your life. You're already doing it. I'm literally doing it. <laughs> your girlfriend is super lucky. <laughs> She's so lucky. Yeah, well, the same breath, so Ooh. is my husband. <laughs> so lucky. As I ignore her while she's over because I'm playing video games and she was watching hockey and she's like, hockey ended an hour ago. Do you want to hang out? And I was like, listen, bitch. I'm trying gotta, to get an orb. I gotta cook so one no. more meal. Yeah, I'm cooking my apples. I'm doing a five apple saute right now. So if you could chill. It's real important. Yeah. Oh man. I got I got a crime and then a funny thing to end it on. So Sick. we're not because <laughs> I learned from last time I can't do the hard one because they make me really upset. <laughs> And I'm just not educated enough on it. And I don't want to, you know, I don't want to make a mistake that makes. Do an injustice or something. That's the word, injustice. That's what I'm looking for. Because I I just, I'm an art person. And I really like this stuff. That's why I have four pages of notes. 
And they're all in point form because I was like, I can't leave anything out. I saw some really interesting ones when I was looking at Barbie stuff. Oh, so this episode is going to be about Barbies. Barbie crime. <laughs> is this recorded? It's all recording, yeah. <laughs> well, I wonder what crimes you found because I was like, Barbie, darkest one I can find. Oh, okay, I didn't do that, but I, I found an uplifting one. Um, did you see the one about the little girl, the little girl and her mom, and the doll? No, because we were looking apparently at completely different pages. Well, we yeah. also didn't introduce anything. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Who's on drugs? It's me. What are you doing? <laughs> I just I'm on the euphoria of smashing my dinner really quickly and now enjoying the nutrients that are flying into my body from my stomach. I'm gonna let you know right now. But I tried to show you what I just made. I so saw I held the it up to my Yeah, but I held it to my microphone and then oh. did this and just smiled at it like that's <laughs> my camera. <laughs> no, it's not. Um, we have a joint with a peach ring on it. It's a sour fruit ring, okay? Is I it, don't discriminate. Is it a what would that be called? A uh joint a peach a a pizza. Uh, I call it a jilt there because I made it. Better. Better. Better than where I was trying to go because I was trying to make up words and I have a trouble. I have a trouble with English already. So. Um, Do you have a trouble? Just one? Just one trouble. <laughs> Just one encompassing trouble. It's quite... It one, quite... one single trouble. Yeah. The scope is... The scope to is... be blessed. Okay, so my name's Kelsey. I'm Jill. <laughs> and we are coming from oh, the void in the net. That's what I, what did I, I, I called our part podcast today. I was like talking to somebody. I'm like, yeah, it's a thing we're trying out. And she's like, oh, what's the name? And I said, like, deep martyr. And then I was standing there going, dark murder? Dark it's about murder. And she was like, oh, cool. And I was like, I don't know right now. Dude, that's a terrible start. <laughs> you, you have one job. <laughs> I literally stood there and I was like, uh, it's like a pun. And it's pretty good. It's but it's about, a secret. <laughs> yeah, because I still have to edit. And, and we like, uh, what was it? Jared O'Connor? Jared Connolly. Something Connolly. Jerry O'Connell. Yeah. Thank you, Jerry O'Connell. <laughs> for all of your hard work. Sliders. Wow. Okay. So this episode's gonna be on Barbie dolls because everyone maybe had one. I definitely did. I had way too many. I still have some in boxes because that's what happens. It's what happens when millennials grow up and they have to keep everything in boxes since they were little for some reason. I don't know. We like, save everything because we think everything will be worth something. And guess what? They're usually not. And it's okay to throw away your iPhone box. No one needs oh that Oh my shit. God. I keep money in mine. My I iPhone mean, 5 box. It's for money. That's useful. Mine are just in a drawer. So I don't even take my own advice. I, I'm, I suck. I found a box at my mom's house. I was going through stuff. Because I was also looking for Barbies and looking at my Polly Pockets. But I have a box that is filled with the boxes that my Nintendo 64 games came in because I had to save all the boxes for my N64 games. That's kind of cool, though. 
it's genius now, but like you fucking dork. Yeah, dude, that, yeah. Well, I mean, I still have exercise Barbie from the 80s in a box somewhere. I took all my Barbies out. I gave them all haircuts. I think I like went through like a mediocre goth phase where I like gave one dark makeup and then like put a noose around its neck and then like actually concerned my parents when I was just like, but I'm being cryptic and listening to Evanescence. My husband loves Evanescence still. Uh, everybody does. They're I a mean, national treasure. I appreciate. I don't, I don't like, it's not necessarily something I would listen to, but if it was on, I'd still be like, yeah. That slaps. Bring me to life comes on and you just feel like this small eruption from your soul where you're like, "Ah," and you have to like, kind of like wiggle around, but it should be raining and like your skin should just be the color of a ghost. All of a sudden you have dark eyeliner on and dark hair and everything is happening right now. And it's. Yep. Yeah. Wake me up. my dreams. Wake me up. Um, so let's, let's do a little, a little background on Barbie here, huh? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. It's not, it's, Barbie. Actually, there's a, so I went to Britannica for this, and then I went to uh, history.com, and it was fun. <laughs> it was actually one of my, I was like, Furby, I really, I really liked it. So, um, do I sound good right now? Do I sound good? Yeah, you sound pretty good. Okay. Do I sound okay? I'm in a different room. You do. I can hear the candy, but I don't mind it. (laughs) (laughs) So, did you know Barbie's full name is Barbara Melissa... God damn it. Barbara Millicent Roberts. Barbara, god damn it, Millicent Roberts. (laughs) What a name. That's her Uh, name. Like Millicent. Where's all the Millicents in the world? Bring back Millicent. I like it because I want to say, I think my brain's trying to give me Maleficent when I read it, which I also like. These are my twins, Maleficent and Maleficent. Yeah, so I'm into that. So Barbara Millicent Roberts, an 11-inch, 29-centimeter-tall plastic doll with the figure of an adult woman, was introduced on March 9th, 1959 by Mattel, Inc., a Southern California toy company i don't know why i took a space there like i liked uh, it yeah i'm like shaking my head because barbie is like formed after a woman's body girl yeah where are the nipples i mean true 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 but like i mean i mean i'm not defending this when i say that i just mean like apparently nipples on a female body is porn so you know you know what that is true yeah, and it's nineteen. What did I say? Nineteen fifty nine. So apparently, yeah, just I think I think ankles were porn. Ankles were certainly porn. <laughs> Ooh, she flashing skin, capri pants. <laughs> I think Barbie's like, put your naked ankle down. <laughs> I, I think Barbies came in like capri pants in that time. No, yeah, who knows? Anyways, pedal so, pushers, pedal pushers, clam clam diggers. God. Uh, as a clam digger myself, I appreciate the name of that pants. Oh my god, that's really funny. That's actually okay. I'll give you that. I can't even. <laughs> Check one called, for Jill. If you're called a clam digger, what am I called? Mm, like a like a snake wrangler. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I am. Like. <laughs> 
Snake Charmer. Yeah, Snake Charmer. Did you hear my do my husband in the background? He's like, yeah, right. <laughs> Burn. As, I, as I sit here post run, all sweaty and gross. <laughs> oh, I'm just sweaty because I'm greasy from work, but I also find the nice lighting is also making me look shinier. I just thought it was uh, a dewy look. Like you look dewy. Uh, so anyways, <clears throat> excuse me. So she was introduced 1959 by Mattel Inc., a Southern California toy company. Uh, Ruth Handler, who co-founded Mattel with her husband, Elliot. I really like how they have her name first. Anyways. Uh, spearheaded the introduction Ruth. of the doll. <laughs> Ruth. So Ruth Handler, who co-founded Mattel with her husband, Elliot, spearheaded an inter- in the introduction of the doll. Barbie's physical appearance was modeled in the German Build Lily doll, a risque gag gift for men based upon a cartoon character featured in the West German newspaper Bild Z E I T U N G Zeitung. God damn it. Um so Zeitung? Really, you know what? Don't correct me. Why my didn't difference. you just ask Bex when you saw her? <laughs> right now how do you say that i will put it in later i'll i'll like dub it in. I'll dub, I'll dub her voice in. so so here's a cool thing so uh i found an art i'm going to segue back to my britannica notes but the history.com article the the actual title of the article is barbie's secret sister was a sexy german novelty doll that's the title which makes me really happy wow when I like Barbie, it. Right? I was like, I have to go into this. So when Barbie dolls were first introduced in 1959, little girls snatched them up in droves. This is straight from history.com. For the first time, mid-century kids could play with a doll that looked like a woman and not like a little girl. A doll with a sassy ponytail, heavy eyeliner, and a heavy dose of side-eye, and an, a distinctly adult body. Which is true. Like, the early, the early Barbies had, like, real side-eye, and I was, I'm kind of here for it. Uh, they had no way of knowing Barbie had... An even more adult side. She was closely related to a German novelty toy. Barbie had a sister. Build Lily, a buxom, flirtatious, racy doll marketed to men. And though the risque 1955 doll has largely been overshadowed by the successful American toy, she still plays a part in the origin story of the American icon. So Handler and her family had taken a trip to Switzerland and they had met the doll that would change their lives forever. Her name was Build Lily. She wasn't for kids. Rather, the doll was modeled after a popular comic character from the German language tabloid, tabloid build. Lily was a... <clears throat> this is my favorite. <laughs> Lily oh, was a no. gold-digging sex symbol created by Reinhard Buthin, probably murdering that name, single and more than ready to mingle. Lily was drawn with a comically over-the-top body and featured a disproportionately large bust. The character was often portrayed in scant- scanty, not scantily, but I like it, scanty clothing and gave snappy, seductive comebacks to slobbering men. <laughs> Where do I get a lily? This sounds like the best bitch in the world. She is like who I want to be. I want to be like a fierce, independent bitch who doesn't take shit from a man and just looks like a fly bimbo. Like I fucking want a lily. Lily's dope. So it goes. I want a lily. Way. In one strip, Lily is being pursued by two businessmen on the street. Yes! <laughs> and Lily says, I'm going to have to st- I'm going to have to ask at least one of you to stop following me, she says slyly. 
Ooh, Lily, you sassy minx. In another strip, she is portrayed in a scanty tennis outfit that wind blows up to reveal her underwear. And, and Lily says, I never used to be interested in sports, but the newest tennis fashions at Wimbledon have given me a new perspective. And she smiles. <laughs> oh, she she is like, she knows what she wants. I love it. I know. I really like her, actually. <laughs> Lily has like the energy that every like child teenager young 20s on tiktok is giving out like what are you gonna do about it bitch and i'm like yeah. yes i'm yes here. yes yes so lily was supposed to be a one-off comic but she was so popular that she became a fixture in the paper in 1955 lily dolls made their way onto the shelves of tobacco shops and adult <laughs> stores in the german-speaking world they became a beloved gag gift popular among men <laughs> I want one. Yeah, I, well, men get all the good things. We'll we'll segue over to why you can't have one, unless I mean you find a vintage one. But so Handler was enchanted by Lily's womanly shape, but not because of her appeal to men. Here was the kind of doll she had envisioned. Handler admires Lily's Handler admired Lily's different costumes and her eleven point five inch form. The doll proved that her dream was possible after all. Handler decided to reinvent this pornographic caricature as the all-American girl, writes art historian Carol Ackman. So that's a little background on the Lily doll. So unfortunately, later on, there was. So the company that was putting out the uh, Bill Lily was called G&H, and they did sue Mattel over it in 1961 uh, for patent infringement, claiming that Barbie was a direct takeoff and copy of the Bill Lily, which, I mean, if you look at Bill Lily, like, it's, Big time. Oh, I am looking at Bill Bill Lily. I'm on eBay. Yeah, she's a, she has a, the most judgmental face I've well, ever seen on a doll. She looks exactly like the early 1950 Barbie. Like it's the spot spot on. Like yeah. you can't you cannot deny that's not a copyright infringement. No, that's a Barbie for sure. Yeah, she's so she's so sassy looking. So uh. <clears throat> Unfortunately, the case was dismissed, and then Mattel bought G and H Build Lily copyrights in nine. So nineteen sixty one um, for twenty one thousand six hundred dollars. Jesus, I know. that's nothing. I know. Well, back then it was more, but I I think just yeah. Anyways, so so segue back to Barbie. Um. Since the doll's inception, its body has incited controversy. Like, obviously, you and I even know that from today. Uh, so Mothers in 1958, Mattel-sponsored market study before the doll's release, criticized Barbie for having too much of a figure. I also kind of feel bad for these women because these women were probably, like, super repressed and weren't, you know, they're like, oh, God, no, my daughter can't see that. It's, like, sex or porn. Yeah. Like, no, that's... I mean, granted, Barbie isn't what women actually look like, but... Barbie's still a smoking hog woman. Like, we don't need to body shame Barbie. Oh, my God. <clears throat> Mattel, Mattel circumvented this problem, however, by advertising... This is pretty brutal. Circumvented this problem by advertising Barbie directly to children via television. Mattel, in fact, upon sponsoring the Walt Disney's Mickey Mouse Club program in 1955, became the first toy company to broadcast commercials to children right through the TV. So they were like, hey. oh, the, the parents don't want this? We got a way around. Don't worry about it. Your kids are going to beg you for it anyways. Oh, it's like how all the Paw Patrol stuff is like eye level at the checkout. So your kids throw a tantrum. 
Well, that was the same with us with like Transformers and shit. It's like there's the only reason we watched that. I mean, no, we watched it because it was cool. The only reason we wanted those toys was because we were watching it. So somebody had just put Pokemon out there and was like, this is Pokemon cards. People would probably be like, okay. But then they're like, here's a show. And we were all like, yes. Yeah. We're all like twisting our hats sideways and throwing Pokemon cards down. Like something matters. Yeah, like, <sighs> right? So cool. I almost talked to, I almost looked at my microphone again. Well, you know what? <laughs> You're trying. All you can do is try. <laughs> I'm in a whole different room. Okay. Everything's different. <laughs> So, in response to consumer demand, in 1961, Mattel brought out Barbie's ultimate accessory. Are you fucking ready for this? This is the... Oh, my gosh. Is it Ken? Ken! Yes! Yes! Oh, I knew her accessory would be a man. Oh. So, uh, Ken, uh, the handler's children were named Barbara and Ken, so... But it's kind of weird because the doll's named Barbara after the daughter, and then they brought out her boyfriend, Ken, and Ken is Barbara's brother's name in real life. So I'm like, I get it. It's cute, but also you made it weird. So that's like some, that's sexy. That's like some Lannister sexiness. Nah, I don't like is it. Is this but... like our second case with like a touch of incest, I feel? We don't know. I got I to gotta <laughs> go through a lot. Of, I got to go through some, through some things. All 187 episodes. Yeah, by the time we edit. Um, so in 1963, Mattel added Barbie's best friend, Midge. And then in 1964, her little sister, Skipper. I remember Skipper when I was little, and I was like, that's a normal name. And now I, that I'm older, I mean, like, what is a normal name? I bet I'd be more classical. <laughs> and now that I'm older, I'm like, it isn't as classical as I once thought it was as a young human. <laughs> I know, right? Skipper is something that, like, mul- our generation millennials would name their kids. Like, this is my son, Sailor. And Skipper. I actually like it, though. Oh, no. I mean, not, I mean, whatever. You know, it's fine. I wouldn't be mad. I wouldn't be mad. <laughs> you do you. They're not my kids. Come on, Skip. You want. Yeah. Old Skippy. <laughs> oh, no. Um, by 1968, Barbie had been issued a, a friend doll of color. Oh, so... No. I mean, at least they're doing it. It's not good enough, but they're doing it. And but not till 1980 did they actually re re-release a ver- not re-release release rather a version of Barbie as an African American. Af- Holy crap! <laughs> they they made an African American Barbie. <laughs> so, not good enough, Mattel. But the progress of the world is so bloody slow. Yet I have a computer in my hand. Yet everything else takes so much longer. It also just goes to show how narcissistic people are because they're like, oh, I made a white doll because it looks like me and it's fine, but we'll ignore a whole bunch of different cultures and backgrounds and everything. But it's okay because I made one of myself and I'm happy. I can't see past uh, the end of my nose. Goodbye. Yeah, that's, I'm pretty sure that's just the world. So I know, I summed it up. I did it. So since the 1970s, Barbie has been criti- criticized for materialism, um, amassing cars, houses, clothing, uh, unrealistic body proportions. In fact, in 1994, researchers in Finland announced that if Barbie were a real woman, she would not have enough body fat to menstruate. Jesus Christ. Who did that? Yeah, and her, like, waist is so small, she wouldn't be able to, like, properly hold herself up. And I heard she'd have to crawl, but then that girl, Pixie Fox, had a bunch of ribs removed and kind of looks like Barbie now, and she's walking fine, so I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
yet many women who played with the doll credit Barbie with providing an alternative to restrictive 1950s gender roles. See? Ah, I like that. She did get every job. She did. Well, She's I mean, been she, like everything. She, I don't know if she had those jobs in the 1950s, but. That's true. But she was still doing what she wanted and wearing what she wanted. So, you know, she didn't need a man. Ken was an accessory. She picked. Oh, my God. <laughs> Unlike baby dolls, Barbie did not teach nurturing. Unlike baby dolls, Barbie did not teach nurturing. Outfitted with career paraphernalia. Yes. The doll was a model for financial self-sufficiency. Barbie's resume includes, among other things, airline pilot, astronaut, doctor, Olympic athlete, United States presidential candidate. Why not president? God damn it. Nor was the doll defined by relationships of responsibility to men or family. Barbie has no parents or offspring. When in the early 1960s, consumers clamored for the Barbie, the Barbie scale baby, Mattel did not make Barbie a mother, but instead issued a Barbie babysits playset. Goddamn, Mattel, impressive. Although Mattel, has, right? Although Mattel has positioned Barbie as the ultimate American girl, the doll has never been manufactured in the United States to avoid higher labor costs. Ooh. Today, today the doll has come to symbolize consumer capitalism and is as much a global brand as Coca-Cola, with key markets in Europe, Latin America, and Asia. In 2009, Mattel opened a six-floor flagship Barbie stole in Shanghai featuring a spa, a design studio, and a cafe in addition to a wide offering of Barbie-related products. Oh, I want to go. Barbie has never won the approval of authorities in the Muslim world, however. However, in 1995, Saudi Arabia stopped its sale because it violated Islamic dress code. Eventually, similar dolls, some complete with hijabs, head coverings, were marketed to Muslim girls. Well, I think they should have been done earlier, but I'm happy they're doing them at all. So that's it. Yeah. Mattel registered Barbie as a work of art, but the doll has also inspired works of art, including the 1985 Andy Warhol portrait of photographs by William Wegham and David Leventhal. Novelists, including A.M. Holes and Barbara Kingsolver, have used the doll in fiction. When interpreting Barbie, artists tend to take one or two approaches, idealizing the doll or more commonly using the doll to critique ideas associated with it, from exaggerated femininity to uh, prolific consumerism. I'd actually be curious, like, if Barbie was only invented today, like how, because our world is much more entangled with that kind of... Uh, belief system versus back then like back then it would have been more shocking whereas today it's like you're like you said you're like oh that's people on tiktok so. yeah barbie if barbie was created now it would be sold as like a build-a-bear potato head kind of situation where you'd like oh. go in and probably literally just like like i want my barbie to like you know, maybe your Barbie wants genitals or maybe your Barbie doesn't want nipples or maybe your Barbie, like, maybe your Barbie only has one arm and you get to, like, I feel I like really that's like what that Barbie idea. would be. I think that's that's your new business. You should write uh, trademark. It's, tra it's trademarked. Trademarked. It's trademarked. <laughs> um, trademarked. Trademarked. So, Build a Barbie is for me. Can't have it. Yeah. It's on. We recorded it. It's time stamped. It's proof. It time stamped this. It's St. Patrick's Day of 2021. <laughs> Barbie is a very popular collectible. Aficionados are interested in both old Barbies and special edition Barbies that Mattel creates to cater to this market. Although Barbie sales since 2000 have not risen as steeply as they did in the 1990s. Still, they amount to more than a billion dollars annually. Every second 
Mattel calculates two Barbies are sold somewhere in the world. So that's the background. Yep, that's the background on the Barbie. Um, there's so much more, but that's to go and squish it. And I like I know still at home I have like this his, like history Barbie. It's like a medieval princess Barbie. My mom got me one and my sister one, and they're different. And she used to hide them in her closet because she's like, these are gonna be worth a lot of money, and like you're not allowed to look at them. Those are they're yours, but you can't look at them. <laughs> like, okay. Oh my god. It took my parents so long to buy me an accessory. It took me so long to get Ken. That my Barbies used to date my dad's WWE, like WWF wrestling figures. And it would just be like the Undertaker, like full flex posed. And that's who Barbie dated. That's kind of cool, though. I like that your dad had those. My dad, like, didn't have, he like had a a semi-truck that he drove at for work. Oh my god. And that's all he had. <laughs> so, yeah. My dad had wrestling action figures. That's sick. My my grandpa, who who's since passed away a long time ago, um, super cool dude. Every time he would visit us, he would take us to Toys R Us. I remember this like yes. super distinctly. So he'd take me to Toys R Us because like so he got uh, oh a little background. He bought me and my sister a dollhouse from a garage sale, like a massive one that was as big yeah. as us. Yeah. Really, it was like handmade. Someone had made it for their kids and then sold it. So my grandpa got mm-hmm. it for us. And then every single time he would visit, he'd take us to Toys R Us and buy us uh, a Barbie furniture kit for a room. Oh, amazing. Yeah. So like every time we went and then once the, all the rooms were filled, because um, he lived in Alberta, so he didn't visit a lot, right? So it was like when they visited, it was a really huge thing. And then when, when that was done, it was like on to accessories. So my sister and I were set up. But... It took a now, long time, next, but it, yeah. Next time I go to my mom's, now I'm going to end up going through that stupid box of Barbies and probably bringing it back here along with the box of Beanie Babies and the Furby I brought. Yeah, I'm going to have to do that too because my parents are moving. Like, maybe my wrestlers are in there. That's cool. Your dad's old wrestlers. Those could be my, worth something. I probably drew on them at some point. Let's get real. Um, they, all those men had no hair. <laughs> Well, dude, I got a Ken doll that came with hair one time. It was like a shave, like shave me Ken doll. You had oh like a little, I don't know why this is marketed to little girls, but I wanted it. <laughs> it came with like a little sponge razor. And when you shaved him with cold water, his yes. hair disappeared. But he had mm-hmm. real hair. And like, I once, remember that. Once like you took that doll out of the box and the glue came out of his hair, it was like, <laughs> and you couldn't make yeah. that guy's hair stay down to save your life. It was like, no. Nope. Yeah. I got um, like lifeguard Ken. And he came with, like, little brother Tommy. And he had a backpack, and Tommy had, like, a switch in his arm that you could push up and down, and it would make him, like, wave. That's awesome. So he could, like, wave at Barbie and Skipper. We So I had I had the shave Ken, and then I had, like, I think I had two other Kens, but I don't know what they... I think one was probably, like, a Malibu Ken. And then I had another one that, for some... Kids are weird, so don't judge me. I don't know what happened here. For some reason, I, like, chewed on his hand... And it made it like really mm-hmm. flat, large pancake. Like no, really I think we flat. all did that. Yeah. So he was like, like I chewed Barbie's hands. Yeah. Well, I just chewed this one Ken's hand, but once it started, it didn't stop until it was like this flat, huge mass of a hand. And then I just used it in when I was playing. I was like, oh, he his that he got his hand run over or something. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when you when you only watch like Looney Tunes as your reference, when you get hit by a car, you just get flat. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> 
there's that. <laughs> oh my God. Barbie with her unnatural feet and Ken with his pancake hand. Yeah. Well, then I, cause I had the Spice Girls Barbies, but you could never get a Jerry, a ginger spice doll to save your life. So I took no. another regular Barbie, cut her hair off, which I've never done. So this is a big step for me. Dyed it red and tried to glue it flat to look like Jerry, ginger spice. Yeah. It, it did. It, like it, in my imagination, I can make it work in real life. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. You're just, like, I see the vision. I just don't have the tools yet. Yeah. But I remember doing it being like, like, super scary because I had never cut any of my doll's hair and I'm like this is gonna work like little I only little got Kel- one chance yeah, one little baby yeah little baby Kelsey pep talk I'm like here we go <laughs> <laughs> when the hair sticks up when you cut it I'm like it's okay we'll glue it down we'll glue it down you just glue it you can just wet it <laughs> it's gonna look fine it's gonna look fine <laughs> wow your Kate your part was so happy and then I show up to the party. I wish I wish we had a, St- a Steven that I could be like, do this for me. Oh my uh, God. What could his name be? Her name. <gasps> Who says it has to be a boy? Steven could be a woman. Uh, Steven with a PH. <laughs> Have you seen that picture? <laughs> no. It's like a cup from Starbucks and the person was like, it's Steven with a PH. So they wrote the name I- like... P H E T E V E N, like Fatiden. <laughs> Stephen with a PH. I like it. Oh, I was. I have to look up a picture. I'm sending really sassy texts to Tara because uh, I like to make jokes that I really. Well, they're not jokes. I would like to be engaged at some point, and I'm really putting the pressure on. Dude, I knew that before we decided we were going to be friends. Yeah, like everybody knows it because I'm nuts. So I keep sending her pictures. I wouldn't say you're nuts. You've just made a decision and you're confident with it. I think that's very cool. You've been together long enough, so. I also just like, There's I nothing deserve wrong. this in life. Like it I deserve it. A Harry Potter proposal. It can be anything at this point. I don't care. <laughs> Put it in a block of Cracker Barrel and let me find it in a week when I go make a sandwich and I'll text you yes. Like, that's where I'm at. You say that and then it happens that way and you're like, okay. I don't even think I'd be mad, though. I'd just be like, yes, bitch. Like, about time. Jordan put it in a carton of eggs because he thought I was going to... Because I was on meal prep and I was, like, prepping like crazy. (laughs) And then uh, he's like, oh, I thought you were going to make your prep tonight because I've been working really. I got home like 11 after work. And I was like, no, I'm so tired. I'm going to bed. And he's like, oh, okay. So I just like went to bed. And then I woke up really early and he's like, oh, you're not going to make your prep? I'm like, I don't have time today. Like today I'm just not eating, I guess. Oh, my God. Not the appropriate thing. But I was so busy and I was angry and I just couldn't make my brain work. So it's just like in the carton of eggs waiting. Just hanging out. (laughs) Yeah. That's amazing. I, well, I got a new mask today at work. Like, the girl that makes our mask, Jody, she made me a Marvel mask. Ooh. So I sent a picture of it to Tara, pointing at it, and then she said, is that for me? And I said, uh, no, it was made special for me. 
And then she's like, it's ours. And then she phoned me and I said, I'm recording, but it's not ours. It's mine for me. And then I was like, things that could be ours. And then I put a picture of two engagement rings. (laughs) (laughs) And then I put that sassy emoji, the one that's like looking to the side. And he's like, "Mm, bitch, like I sent that one. And now I'm not going to answer her till this is done. So you know what that's called? Suspense. I also need to turn a light on because I can't see now. Yeah, you're in the dark. Also, if Tara wants to find a, a a really sick person to make a dope engagement ring, I know a lot, I know a couple people. Oh, I literally just want to go like go to a vintage store, find something that's like some dead old lady's ring. I want it. <laughs> that's that's what I wanted. So we found a person in uh, San Francisco that kind of did that. She like sourced old jewelry, like vintage jewelry, and like cast them. That's so cool. Oh, I kicked my cat. Black cat or gray cat? Oh, black cat. If it was gray cat, I wouldn't have a fucking foot. I can't believe how mad she is. She's going to stay like that for the next, like, six days. And then one day she'll just come out, and it'll be like nothing fucking happened. <laughs> like, she just comes out, and she's like, oh, hey, guys. How has it been going? What's this been happening? And I'm like, I don't know. You've been losing your shit for a fucking week. And she's like, I don't know what you're talking about, but that was not me. Grey Cat and is Regina. She's Regina I'm George. scared of her for like a month. And then I just sit here like every time she like meows, I'm like, I'm sorry. She is Regina George. Yeah, she's a nightmare machine. But I love her forever. I made the commitment when I was young. I will love her for forever. But my God, she's a beast. Grey Cat's like my dog. My dog is awful. I love her, but she's awful. Oh, I love her, but yeah, she's awful. She makes my life very difficult. My cats are really chill. <sighs> I wish. Uh, hold on. I'll take my notes out of my book. Um, That's the last of, one, so it can stay. Speaking of, like, notebooks... There's a really fun show on Amazon Prime called Who the Bleep Did I Murder? And you should watch, or Who the Bleep Did I Marry? Sorry. <laughs> oh, that sounds amazing. Yeah, it's pretty good. There's an episode about a bank robber that got away for a really long time because no one could catch him until he ripped a piece of paper out of a spiral notebook and they found a fingerprint. That's amazing. Yeah. I'll uh, take a screenshot sent to you. I did not number my notes, so just need a minute. Dude, I forgot to tell you too. There's one more thing. Second episode, there's a woman who got married to a spy from Cuba, but she didn't know he was a spy. That's amazing. And then then she left him, or sorry, then he left her and fled to Cuba after, like, killing some of his colleagues. And then she found out he was a spy. And then she was, like, such a badass that she got a good lawyer and they sued Cuba for rape because... In the law in Florida is that you can only have sex with consent and since he was a spy and she was a cover so it wasn't a real marriage in his eyes it wasn't really consent and she won, she won like 22 million dollars yeah she's wow a, you've watched that show what a solid bitch I know I was like girl like no wonder you're on this looking so carefree <laughs> she's just like mm-hmm Try to fuck me, I'm gonna fuck you. Ooh, clap back, my girl. More, more people don't know about that because it's like, what a like, what a badass. 
I mean, I just learned that it's easier to flip a grilled cheese if you pick the pan up and then put it on top and then turn it like that. And I mean, I've been making grilled cheese for forever. What do you mean, flip the pan up? Like you take your grilled cheese on the pan. Yeah. And then you know how normally you try and like flip your grilled cheese? Yeah. So instead you pick up your grilled cheese, put the pan on top and just do this and you never drop it. Oh. Right? Okay. TikTok, man. Hope you're ready for me to bring the party down like all, all right. the notches. Let's do it. So, hi, Black Cat. You said Barbie. My brain went Barbie and Ken. Barbie and Ken murders. Paul Bernardo and Carla Homolka is where That's my brain you. went. That's who you fucking picked. Yeah. That's like literally as soon as you said Barbie, I was like, mm, I know, I'm gonna look up. <laughs> Let's do it. I mean, so you can I got, be, you can bring like you can be bringing the dark. This could be your spot. Like it's cool. I just I, I just can't do it. I can't. I am gonna end on like a really uplifting, not about like anything real, funny kind of like note. So don't worry. I'm gonna bring it. I'm gonna drop it real low, but then I'm gonna like roll it back up. Okay. Okay. So, since I never cite shit, <laughs> I got most of my information from the Canadian Encyclopedia, uh, thoughtco.com, and also, like, I dabbled a little bit in the Murderpedia, but I don't like the layout, so I, like, vomitosed real quick. Ah, you, as the kids say, yeeted. I yeeted myself straight off that URL. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> So I'm kind of focusing more on like Carla because I find her more interesting than Paul because I find Paul to just be like an Disgusting. actual piece of shit. Whereas Carla, I think is like a dumb, stupid piece of shit. You know, I think even that's a little bit too much credit for her, but yeah, like because I like I'm familiar with this thing. So it was like if someone's like, yo, do X, Y, Z to this small relative of yours, I'd be like, go fuck yourself. Oh my god, right? Blood, family first, my man. Well, any human being first, but especially that. I'm, yes. trying, not to, I'm trying not to give away what you're going to talk about. That's why I'm, especially I'm, the thing mm -hmm. that may or may not have been done. It was done. Yeah. So Carla was born on May 4th in 1970. She also has, she's the oldest sibling. She has a middle sister named Logan and then her youngest sister, Tammy who was born in 1975, so she's five years younger, and her parents' names are Dorothy and Carol. Carol is spelt like K-A-R-E-L. Oh, so she's trendy. I think it's Carol. I think Carol is the dad. Oh. I would assume because I'm assuming Dorothy is the mother. Oh, shit, really? So That's very progressive of you. I liked it. Carol. But we're, in the, Carol? we're in the... Yeah, it might be Carell. No, I love but it. But there was no, like, schwadoop above any syllables. So, I'm already, like... I'm already... I've already Googled it. You're right. I love it. It's great. It's... Okay, cool. I was like, I know you're Googling something. Yeah. So, when the, Carla... Hmm? I got the Google face on. I know. I could tell. Your eyebrows kind of, like, crunched a little. Crunched. And then you were, like, thinking but listening. And I was like, oh, she's Googling it. <laughs> <laughs> So Carla met Paul when she was 17 and he was 23 and they met at a pet convention. 
which like under any other cir- like circumstance is like a pretty good meet cute but yeah. i hate them both well because she was like a vet tech or something yes and then paul uh was very dominant in the beginning from the beginning of their relationship the day they met they like banged it out in a room and then after that she was obsessed with him and he was like super manipulative and controlling and like overbearing and domineering and all around he was in the embodiment of toxic masculinity barf 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 yeah so <sighs> during this time when they were together uh paul began raping women with carla's consent so this is like around the time he became known as the scarborough rapist didn't he sorry to did yeah. i didn't he wasn't he doing it before he she consented to him like or yeah but then she found out and she was still just like that's cool do you okay so here's a question for you in our limited knowledge do you feel that she consented to it because she was like oh my god i don't want to lose him like or was it do you think like um like, do you, it's hard, it's, because I don't want to say that she's innocent, because I obviously don't believe that, but it, it's just, like, a really... I feel like, if I'm looking at it from dis- different perspectives, sorry, I feel wait, like she's me... probably, like... Sorry, I just want to say, I don't, it's not that I don't want to say, I know she's not innocent. That's what I meant Yeah. I feel like, like, one mindset you could look at it in would be, like, well, if he goes out and does this and gets it out of the system, then he can come home and just focus on me and love me. So there's also, like, that kind of aspect of... He also used to beat the shit out of her, too. Yeah. He is trash! Yeah. All right. Sorry. I'm sorry. I'm I'm interrupting. Don't be. So one of Paul's biggest complaints... Uh, about Carla was that she wasn't a virgin when they met which I'm just like seriously my dude not cool she can do what she wants with her body yeah but also like right (laughs) trash so this is when they came up with the plan that they should use Carla's younger sister Tammy as a quote-unquote vessel for Paul so at their family, the Homolka family's Christmas party on December 23rd, 1990, they served Tammy, who was underage at the time, uh, alcohol. And then they had also drugged the alcohol with Halcine uh, that Carla had stolen from her work as a vet tech. So it's like a common, like, knockout drug. And how and old was Tammy? She was 15. Fuck. So she was 15. So during this time, she, the family all separated and went upstairs. Paul, Carla, and Tammy stayed downstairs. And then that's when Carla grabbed Tammy and put a cloth, uh, and it was soaked in halethylene. I can't help you with that. Sorry. Yeah, I'm not asking you. Don't worry. I saw how you did earlier. (laughs) I I will never do great. We're going with halothene. We'll go with halothene. Uh, So she held a cloth uh, with it over Tammy's mouth while Paul did a lot of horrible things to her. And then Tammy actually ended up vomiting and choking on her own vomit and she died of asphyxiation that way. 
Um, so when 911 was called, her death was ruled just as an accident and they didn't actually detect or look, I'm assuming, look for any of the drugs in her system. Um, can I? So that death. Yes. Triazolam. Yeah. That's that's the drug name. The halicine, whatever you're trying to say, is the name. Yeah. Sorry. That's okay. I appreciate I'm it. I'm helping. I don't know. I think halicine, halcyon, whatever you're saying, is the best we can do. It's triazolam is the actual <laughs> boom shakalaka. Yes. So then the next year, about six months later, um, Tammy convinced a girl she knew who was 15. Uh, her Carla. name is Jane Doe. Carla. What did I call her? Tammy. Oh my God, who's Tammy? Her little sister that died. Oh, that's her little sister. <laughs> I was looking at my other page of notes and I was like, where is it? Whoops. No, I'll just chop it. It doesn't matter. <laughs> chop it out. So six months later in June, Carla convinced a 15-year-old girl who goes by Jane Doe because she was underage to come home with them. And then um, Carla had promised this girl like a fun girl's day of like shopping and hanging out after they got Jane to come back to the house where they ended up uh, giving her alcohol and drugging her as well. Um, and then when she was unconscious, Paul raped her and they tortured her and they like filmed it and took pictures. And then the next day Jane woke up, but because she had never drank before, she just felt like her body and everything was sore from the alcohol. Oh my God. And so she went home and didn't know anything had happened to her. That's like so, the same the same shit. Well, not the same shit, but it's a similar thing like with the tool what was it, toolbox killers? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fuck fuck everybody. Fuck those people. Yep. So then a week later, uh they kidnapped uh yeah, fifteen year old Leslie Mahaffey. I believe she was fifteen. Teenager. They kidnapped her and then kept her in the house for seven days where she was, like, raped, sodomized, tortured. They filmed and recorded things that they did to her and humiliated her. And then after seven days, they dis they murdered her, dismembered her body, and then put her in cement. And her body was found in a lake by canoers. Like, that's, like, like earlier I brought up, I'm like, you know, like, maybe she, like, and like again, she's not innocent. But when you try to wrap your head around it as, like, a more sane thinking, I'm going to say same with finger quotations, thinking human where you're like, that's not, I don't fuck with that. But it, and you, then you want to like make it make sense. And you're like, okay, so maybe she's afraid of him leaving. Maybe she's afraid of him abusing her, but it's like, girl, you've gotten to the point. You've gotten right. to this point. It's if you are not viable, I'm sure uh -huh. they're like, I would imagine she's moving freely around. So it's like, you could have gone to home. Is there a home? De yeah, I'm sure you could have gone to Home Depot and been like, I'm just going to go get duct tape and then called the uh -huh. police from Home Depot. So. Right. It's one of those things where you're like, uh, how? Yeah. But like, you'll never know. We'll never know. But there's clearly some screws loose. That's for sure. Mm hmm. So a week after the murder. 
So this is about two weeks after the kidnapping. Um, they decided to also get married. Yeah, so they had their wedding. Everything seemed great. Everybody was happy for them. They seemed like the picture perfect couple, which is why they're called Barbie and Ken. <clears throat> so time went by. And then in April of 1992, uh, Kristen French was kidnapped from church where they kept her again for seven days. They tortured, brutalized, filmed, recorded, humiliated, and raped her during these seven days. Uh, Kristen did make an attempt to escape. She's a fighter. She's really strong. Um, but before the Bernardos left for Easter dinner at the Homolka's house, uh, they killed Kristen on Easter Sunday, and then her body was found in a ditch on April 30th. Oh, my God. So, during all his time, uh, 1993 showed up, and that's when Homolka was finally like, I'm going to leave. He's been abusing me. And she left, and then she confessed to her uncle that, yes, like, Paul had done all these things, and, yes, she had been a part of these things. So, this is when she decided to lawyer up. Do you know Which, why? So Sorry, do you did you did you know why she decided she's like I'm done? Like, she was, what was sick of like the abuse, and she was sick of him like being mean to her, and she had just had enough because she was being abused by him. So she had been like she had been punched in the face, and he had been beating on her a lot, and then they had been closing in on Bernardo, thinking he was the Scarborough rapist. So the police had been watching him and she felt like things were getting like too close and that they were going to get caught. So she decided to cop out. So she's looking after herself again. So it's I'm yeah. like, it's about me. I'm upset because I'm, I mean, granted, yes, getting punched in the face and abused is a horrible thing. I'm not yeah. excusing that. But she's like, it's all about me. I don't like if I get in front of this now, I won't get in trouble for the things that we did together. And it's kind of like yeah. she has no true sympathy, empathy, concern mm -hmm. for the victims. It's yeah. Her. Yeah. Like she's looking out for herself. Yeah. All right. So then in mid-February, Bernardo was arrested and he was charged with the murders of Mahaffey and French. And then when they searched the house, they found his diary into which in Dexter style, he had kept details about everything they had done. Like he had written in his diary about it. Oh my God. So because Homolka confessed and wanted to give all this information up, they offered her what is referred to as the one of the worst plea bargains in Canadian history because she was offered a 12-year sentence in exchange for information with chance of parole after three years. So, like, so she would just serve three years and then she'd just be released on parole for good behavior for everything that she also participated in. Yeah, and I know she's already out. Like, I know, I out a long time yeah. ago. Yeah. Which, like, yeah. she put herself in the light. Like, she was the abused victim, and he was making her do all this stuff. So that's, like, really what she played up. And, and like, in one breath, yeah, okay, you can say that. But in the other side, it's like, girl, it like, if he if he wasn't in trouble or getting, like, if he wasn't close to getting caught, I don't think she ever would have come forward I don't think she, no no she would have no reason to and it's like also yes he's he's 
there's photographs of him having hit her. So she like, Mm -hmm. that's real. But it's like you, regardless of that, like you were fine with him and are participating in like the like brutal torture murder of these women. Like that's, Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sorry, dude. That's unexcusable. Right. So, well, where am I? So in 19, don't be, I I'm have so... like two pages of notes up. So I'm like, which one did I click on? Yeah. There we go. So in September of 1995, Paul Bernardo was convicted of all the accounts of rape and the accounts of murder and received a life sentence. So he's currently still in prison, obviously. So he was in the Kingston Penitentiary from 1995 to 2013. And then they moved him to the Millhaven Institution where he's in, and it's in Bath, Ontario. Okay. And then uh, they did a psycho, like a psycho analysis on him. And in order to be a psycho, there's a test. And like, there's 40 questions. You obviously don't want to get all 40 of them, right? This is a test you need to, you would like to fail. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paul got 35 out of 40. Huh. Yes. So Carla Homolka served her sentence and was actually released on July 4th in 2005 in Quebec. She ended up changing her name to Leanne Teal which became public record when she got into like a lawsuit and her name was published over an issue with her time in prison that had been reported on. So she filed against them and then gave everybody her new name. Uh, Sometimes she goes by Carla Teal, but it's usually Leanne. She ended up getting married again and she had three children and as of, I think it was December of last year, it's reported she doesn't live with her husband or her kids. But she lives in Canada still, obviously. There's a really, really excellent picture of her on the internet with the most 90 pencil-thin eyebrows I've ever seen. But she's yep. clearly living outside that decade. And you know yeah. what, Carla? I'm glad you have shit eyebrows because that's what you get. There is a photo that was taken of her. Uh, She was volunteering at an event at her children's school, I believe. And then somebody took a picture of her. So she just looks like your run-of-the-mill, like... Is it the one, the white top? She's got, like, brown hair. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking at it. So this is one of, like, the first cases I really ever wanted to, like, read about or learn about. Because, like, they were Canadian, And I feel like you hear, which is like horrible, but you hear a lot about America and I'd like to know about more about where I live, even like the not great stuff. And so when I actually went on vacation to an all-inclusive vacation in Mexico for my first time, I bought the book Lethal Marriage by Nick Prom with me. And I was like laying by the pool with like my little bikini on, like drinking my drink, little hat, like reading my book. And it was just like lethal marriage, murder. (laughs) And I was like, hi, does anybody want to flirt with me? I'm on vacation. Somebody flirt with me. My self-esteem needs it. (laughs) (laughs) But. Um, Sorry, are you? Yeah. No, that's like my horrible case. And that's that's where my brain went when you said Barbie and Ken. I was literally like, "Mm mm-hmm. Dude, I said Barbie. You added Ken. Yeah. And then I went, okay, Barbie and Ken. (laughs) So there's actually a 2006 uh, Krama. Krama? Ooh, Krama. 
crime drama movie called Carla. Carla. And it stars Laura Repron, who is also known as Hot Donna. From the 70s show. Yeah, also yeah. Uh, as the other lesbian in Orange is the New Black. Uh, <laughs> oh, shit. The now other lesbian. Dale. Black. No, Black Eyebrows. What's her name? Dale. I like Dale. Dale is not. Are we both Googling Orange is the New Black cast? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Alex Vaz. Alex. Yes. <laughs> not Dale. No, dude. <laughs> I don't know, maybe you're confu- confusing Dale with Piper. Ugh. Piper. Piper Chapman. Such a fake yeah. I watched it, tra- like, I had never heard of it. I watched the trailer. I actually probably will watch it. Maybe not tonight, but I feel like I would like to watch it. Because yeah, I, I feel like, like it's going to be like the, to- it's going to be like the, it's told from more her perspective too, which like, I'd like to see how they try and twist it. Same as when they made the Ted Bundy movie, but they kind of cast it from like the role of his girlfriend. Which one is that one? The, the Zac Efron focuses oh, a lot on like yeah. that relationship. Yeah. I watched that one. Jordan and I were on our honeymoon. <laughs> I tried to watch it and then I was like, I'm not paying attention and just turned it off and I've never looked back. It's Ted Bundy. You know everything there is now. Also, yes. Also, if I want to watch Zach Efron, I'm going to watch 17 again. Ooh, because that movie is great. That's super cute. Uh, and then I have like my fun thing. I just sent a link to our chat. But when you look up Barbies and crime and murder, there's this amazing art show that was made by Mariel Clayton. And it's Dude, just I've called Homicidal Dolls or just Dolls. And they're Barbies that are posed like somebody who has just snapped. So there's like a picture of her angry and she's like watching her laptop and she's like playing Skyrim or something. And then she's just like cut Ken's head off. My favorite one is uh, Muriel Clayton shows Barbies. Oh, no, that's what the whole thing's called. My favorite one is the one where she's sitting on the couch smoking a cigarette. Oh, my God. And Ken's just mowing down. He's clam digging. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's amazing. But like five stars to this art. I really like what she did with it. Uh, I also have a test I'd like to send you. The psychopath test? uh, Yeah, I'd like to know what level of psychopath you are. I'm into it. We'll we'll report back later. (laughs) I hope I, I don't pass. You know what the best part about this is, is like... Because Barbie doesn't have genitals or nipples, she's free to do whatever she wants. Oh my god, right? She's yeah. just like, woo-woo! Um, okay, well, on that note... We did it! Stay tuned for the next show, which will be insert here. And keep your Barbies in their boxes. Yes, but keep your boxes wherever you want them to be. In- I winked at my microphone! Shit! <laughs> Okay, bye. Bye. Um, bye. <laughs>